Hello, and welcome to another episode of Pinot and Perfume. As always, I am your host, Sarah Chacon, and it's five days till Christmas. Are you ready? Did you procrastinate this year um, and are maybe sweating it, trying to find gifts, last minute gifts for people? Because I can help you out. Um, if you have the video game lover in your life and maybe they're kind of on the wayward path and you want to, I don't know, scare them straight, maybe give them a little, little dose of uh, religion and morality, uh, but want to be hip about it. Um, there, a new video game came out called I am Jesus Christ. I wish I was kidding. It's a simulator game. Uh, basically, uh, you play as Jesus Christ and you perform many miracles such as walking on water, um, multiplying fish for people to, to eat. Um, I get, think you're healing people. I don't know if you are turning water into wine. I'd imagine so. But it's there's a trailer now on YouTube. I will link to that in the show notes because it is pretty special. It's got a poor man's Morgan Freeman narrating it. And it's just a real, a real treat. Um, a lot of YouTube videos up already, you know, making fun of this. Because basically this game is a meme. Um, unintentional meme. It's just, it looks terrible. So it's on Steam. Um I'll link that into the show notes as well if you want to check it out for yourself. Uh, So basically the description is walk in the footsteps of Jesus Christ. No, walk in the footsteps of Jesus in this incredible first person retelling of the story of Christ from birth to resurrection. Perform amazing miracles, interact with a cast of biblical figures, and travel around the Holy Land from Jerusalem to Galilee. Become the Messiah and I am Jesus Christ. Uh, the the planned release date is 2021. I don't know when. Um, but the weird thing is it's like on the previews for these, like the different scenes that it'll let you play as, um, there's a, a monitor, like a little kind of like, I guess an energy battery or whatever, you know, I guess in regular games, you know, there's like health bars. It tells you how much health you have left. So you got to like eat an herb or some shit to replenish your, you know, your health and your stamina. So Jesus has one of these two. Um, it is a bar um, at the bottom is a sacred heart of Jesus. If you don't know what that is, look it up. And <laughs> basically, I guess your power gets drained when you perform miracles like calming the seas and healing people. I don't know how you replenish it. I mean, you're playing as Jesus. So theoretically, you shouldn't be running out of power. Uh, but the really funny thing, and it's not funny, but it is, is, you know, eventually you will get crucified. That's what happens. This is the story of Jesus Christ. And so that's what happens. Spoiler alert. Um, and when that happens, you're the bar, like the health bar drains all the way. And that's, I find that very funny. Um, also, you know how in video games, uh, if you, if a, if you're in like a first person shooter or like resident evil, for example, you get attacked or you get bit or you get shot. And then like the more that happens and the more your health drain, there'll be like a little red tinge at the side of the screen and that'll get more intense the the more you're injured. That's how Jesus, that's what happened to Jesus uh, when he gets crucified in this game. There is a red tinge and um, yeah, I think you hear a heartbeat and it stops and his battery life drains. But I, I guess like there is a resurrection scene. So I don't know if um, his battery life you know, replenishes. Theoretically, it should because you're now resurrected. You're now, you know, in 
you have fully reached your godlike state. So you shouldn't really need like a health life anymore. Um, but yeah, you know, people are saying that the uh, guide for this game has already been out for like 2000 years. People are like, I already read the book, so I know how it ends. The the laughs on this game and the just the amount of smart aleck comments about this game are endlessly entertaining. Definitely look it up if you're bored. Watch YouTube reviews. Watch the Christmas trailer first. The Christmas trailer, I think, recently dropped. And that's what, it, for some reason, it was on my husband's, like, recommended page on YouTube. I, I mean, because he's watched, like, video game stuff before. But so I guess that the, the YouTube algorithm was like, wow, you've watched a lot of Resident Evil and some Skyrim games and Bioshock. So clearly you're going to like I Am Jesus Christ. So I definitely, if you want to laugh, and this is not meant, I mean, I'm not practicing, but I am a Christian. This is not meant to like make fun of Christianity. This game is terrible. I mean, even if you're a Christian, you should find this game terrible and you should demand more. Like, I mean, the story of Jesus Christ should be badass. I mean, one of the reviewers mentioned it should be like God of War type of shit. I agree, especially if there's going to be a scene where you fight Satan in the desert. Like, holy shit. That has the ability to be so, like, the best scene. And, you know, and you can, like, have different powers and stuff to fight to fight um, Satan. There also should be an option, uh, if it's open world, You the player should have fully full free will to do whatever the hell they want with the character. So there should be an option to team up with Satan or to cast demons into people instead of casting demons out. Because that would make be a far more interesting gameplay. Um, maybe you know, maybe maybe there, there could be like a um a mod where you can change the course of history and not get crucified. That would be kind of cool. Like you just you're on the cross, you just like pull yourself off and just ascend into heaven. And then come back all fully godlike, like in your full form. That'd be pretty badass. So, but yeah, that's a last minute Christmas idea if you're looking for it. I am drinking a Coke and Bullet Bourbon. I am coming out with the hard stuff because I'm on holiday break. Haven't had a real holiday break since probably high school. <laughs> Excuse me don't have coronavirus, just had allergies. No, I've probably been on a, like a proper holiday break probably since high school. Um, where I had like a full, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh God. Um, anyway, where I've had like a full break from like work and, you know, school because, because once I started working after high school, like full time or whatever, not full-time, but like got real jobs, whatever, after high school. And I, um, even if I was off of school, like college, I still had to work. So it wasn't like a break break, but I'm excited. Um, I got some paid time off for the next couple of weeks. Got to check in a couple of days just to make briefly, just to make sure things hadn't shut the bed. But overall I am off. I don't have to worry about going to work tomorrow. I can just, if I wanted to have a couple of, uh, bourbons and Cokes, I can do that. And I'm just living my best life right now. Um, however, I, you know, I've talked on here and on my other podcast, Savoir Shade and Emily in Paris Recap, hot plug if you like that show, 
Um, I have really leaned into the, just like the really shitty uh, Christmas rom-coms that are on like Netflix and Hulu and Lifetime and Hallmark, uh, you know, the ones that have like Christmas princes. Um, they they wake up in like the Christmas villages that's in their decorations, you know, shit like that. But however, however, I have recently stumbled into the area of Christmas Netflix where the movies are decent, and I need to get out of there. Don't get me wrong. They're great palate cleansers. I watched Christmas Chronicles and The Christmas Chronicles Part 2, both of which were like just good, good family flicks for Christmas. They're cute. They were legitimately cute. Kurt Russell's in it, so that that's like legitimate star power. You know, it's like a name that you recognize. And Goldie Hawn's in the second one. So two names that you recognize, um, and it's it's cute. It's like you know, kid, little kids saving Christmas, Christmas or whatever. And then I finished watching a California Christmas, which was a rom, you know, romantic, uh, romantic drama. Well, not really a comedy. And the premise is a, uh, uh, kind of a spoiled a spoiled man child who works for his mom's company, super rich. Um, is trying to close a deal. He's trying to get the owners of this ranch in California to sell the land so they can build, I think, a shipping facility on it. And he poses as a ranch hand uh, in order to get to know the people there better and to just, I guess, try and convince them on the DL to sell their land. But he ends up falling in love with the ranch hand's daughter. It's actually pretty good character development. Um, I thought just the premise would be kind of stupid, but it was legit. Like, there's still some plot holes. You know, it's not going to win any awards, but it's about on the level of Nicholas Sparks, I'd say. Like, I mean, love him or hate him. He's a Nicholas Sparks romantic comedies are definitely above like the Hallmark Christmas movies, romantic comedies. So, um, but this, this was on the level, like the character development was pretty decent. The acting was pretty decent. There were some legitimate laugh out loud moments from me, um, at some of the jokes, but I need, I mean, and that was fun. That, that was a great movie. It kind of bummed me out in some parts because the ranch hand's daughter, like the dad is dead and the mom has cancer. So that's kind of a bummer. And there were some really tender, heartfelt moments relating to that. Kind of brought down the mood, but also was pretty good. Um, but I need to go back. I need to watch some movies where like, you know, somebody lives in a town named Santa Claus Falls or... There's a nutcracker that comes to life in a little girl's bedroom in Cleveland, Ohio, and he falls in love with her single mom. You know, I need that ridiculousness back in my life. Um, not that I don't like legitimately good Christmas movies, but there's just something about the shitty ones. They're just, they're just funny and they're fun. And I, I like a good Christmas classic and I, and I like a good, um, legitimate Christmas movie, but, uh, I've watched a few of those. I've watched three of those Christmas movies now in a row, the good ones. So now I need to go back to, you know, the, some of the shittier ones that are still fun to watch, but a little bit shittier. So I'm going to have to do some exploring these next few days. Jenna and I still have to record our bonus episode on Savoie where we recap one of these uh, delightful cinematic gems. And uh, yeah, I'm just ready to kind of get back into my, I had a break from unintentional break from the uh the shittier Christmas movies and now I need to go back to them so if you have any recommendations let me know and with that I guess we'll get into scent of the week
All right. Scent of the week. This week I am wearing Lieb Entente from YSL. Now this one that came out, actually both Lieb and Lieb Entente or Lieb Entente. Lieb came out last year and the Entente version came out this year. Uh, I'm not going to do a full comparison between the two because I only own the Entente version. But I favored this version over Lieb. The original, I did smell both in Ulta. And to me, and I haven't done an in-depth review of, of just Lieb, but the original and the Oantance version smell virtually the same. The Oantance version is just a little bit stronger, which makes sense. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I didn't detect any major differences. But I do like the Oantance version better because it is stronger and it just smells so, so good. Mmm. Mmm. I just, I love it. I fell in love with it immediately and it was on my list. So, the notes in this bad boy. Um, nope, wrong one. Had it pulled off too. Okay. So, your notes. Uh, your top notes are mandarin orange, bergamot, and French lavender. Your middle notes are lavender, jasmine, sandback, absolute, orchid, Moroccan, orange, blossom, absolute, and then your bottom uh, notes are bourbon, vanilla, vetiver, ambergris, Venezuelan, tonka bean, absolute. Um, now, when I first smelled this, I, my first impression was, oh, no. Did I just basically get another version of Alien? Because to me, like, the jasmine in both are very prominent. And that's what I pick up in this one is the jazz on top of everything else. And I was like, oh, no, this this is kind of giving, giving me alien vibes. Did I say angel before? I mean alien. It was giving me alien vibes. And I was like, oh, how similar are they? So I just did like a side-by-side -side comparison. Luckily, um, they're just different enough for me to continue justifying to own both because alien is very jasmine forward. It's very florally. And Lieb Oantance is very much... It's got the jasmine and the florals, but it is darker. And that's probably because it's got the, the tonka bean and the vanilla and all of that. I do not detect the lavender in it. Um, and I know that's like a main a main thing for both Lieb and Lieb Oantance is like everybody talks about the lavender note. I don't get that, but I mean, my nose is also kind of trash. So take that for what it is, especially now because I have my sneezing fit. So now I'm nice and stuffed up. Thanks, allergies. You guys come in at the best time. But, so to me, um, and I don't mean this in a bad way, because I, clearly I bought I bought a bottle of Lieb Entente because I really did love it. It stuck with me. It's a good signature scent because to me, it does smell very generic. Now, again, I know some people just, you know, some people describe generic smelling perfumes as bad or like if they're mass appealing, some people look down on them because it's not... They're not unique enough and everybody's got to be, you know, a unique snowflower or people prefer the more niche brands because they think the quality's better for whatever reason. Um, I like all types of perfumes just because one's niche and one's mass appealing doesn't make one any better than the other because, I mean, I've smelled some real terrible niche scents, as I'm sure we've all had. And then vice versa, I smelled some really terrible designer scents, as again, I'm sure we all have. So... Just because um, a fragrance is more mass produced or it's more generic smelling or it's easier to get doesn't make it bad. 
And to be honest, there's a reason why, you know, the mass, the smells that are like mass appealing, why they're mass appealing is because they smell really, really good. And I think Lieb on Ontons and even the regular Lieb, I think they fall into this category. Um, there's nothing, there's not like a standout note to me outside of the Jasmine, but nothing like in crazy. So like, you know, take Love Don't Be Shy from, you know, by Killian. Love that scent as well, but that one's kind of got, uh, I don't want to call it a gimmick, but it kind of is a gimmick. You know, you got the floral flowers against the marshmallow. So like the marshmallows, like the mate, like the gourmand note, like the more unique note. Um, Olymp Olympia from Paco Rabanne. I love that note. I love that fragrance too, but that one's got the salted vanilla gimmick note. Um, Pure Excess, which I've never smelled, but I want to, that's got the popcorn kind of gimmick note. Like there, you know, some perfumes, they got, they got the gimmicks. They, they let, and not that it's bad again, not saying it's bad, but they got like the gimmicks that suck you in to me. This doesn't have like a gimmick. Maybe the gimmick was lavender. I don't know, but to me, this doesn't smell like it's like a gimmick perfume. It doesn't have like the one note that's going to be like, it's going to be so unique and stand out. Like it's just a really well blended fragrance. And that's, I think that's the point. I think that's kind of the point. It's like, I think I read somewhere that when you smell a fragrance, you shouldn't be looking to identify each individual note because they're not meant to be smelled alone. They're meant to be smelled together. They're a composition. So I get that. And I think this is a precise, this is like the precise, um, Lebo Entente is like the precise illustration of this because the main note that I can detect is jasmine, but I can't detect like the vanilla or the tonka bean. Like I can feel that they're their presence, but it's not like I smell something and it's like, oh, that's vanilla and oh, that's tonka. It's all just like blended together to give the perfume an overall warm, floral, rich, sexy scent. And I love that. Like that's what drew me to this scent in the first place when I smelled it in Ulta. I couldn't get enough of it. I smelled it on the, I even smelled it on the tester strip. I didn't even test it on my skin. It smelled good on the tester strip, which sometimes that's not even a good indication of, you know, what a perfume smells like. But this smelled good on the tester and it was just like stuck in my mind. And so, I mean, and I love it. Like I, I wear it and I love it each time I wear it. It gives, it's a grown woman's perfume. Like it's a grown sex. It's not, but I don't think it's mature smelling. Like I wouldn't describe it as like a, like a, a mature smelling thing at all, but I think it's. This perfume smells like a grown woman who is confident in herself and that makes her sexy type of thing. Like the perfume just add the perfume just adds to her confidence and to her sexiness, but it, she's not sexy because of the perfume. The perfume just tops it off. That's what I think of when I smell this scent. It's just so good. Um, it's described on the the uh, website as uh, it says, Lieb Eau de Parfum Intense is the new, more sensual take on the iconic Eau de Parfum. The signature notes of lavender essence from France and Moroccan orange absolute combined with glowing orchid and warm vanilla to push the perfume to the extreme. It is a long-lasting, unique twist on the floral fragrance. Lieb means free. It is a celebration of freedom, a fragrance for those who do what they want and dare to be exactly who they are. Drawing inspiration from the couture runways, the It bottle pushes its couture statement further 
with a masculine camel color twisted in the most feminine way, amplifying the intensity of the original bottle. So fun note, uh, the face of this fragrance campaign is Dua Lipa, which I was wondering why, because I keep getting served the um, Lieb perfume commercials on YouTube, and I kept wondering why the girl in them looked familiar, and I just thought she was just some like generic supermodel, but no, that's Dua Lipa, makes sense. So <clears throat> the bottle, I mean, the bottle, it's pretty, but like some people, like YouTube reviewers are like, oh, the bottle is so gorgeous. It, It's nice, but I mean, it's not like... I don't think it's, I don't, this is going to be, people might have a problem with this. I don't think it's going to, it's not like super original or like super different. Like it'll look nice in your vanity, but it's not like, it's not like in a shape. It's like a rectangular bottle and it's got YSL on the sides and big gold letters. And then it's got like a little around the nozzle. There's like a little like gold chain looking design. And then the cap is like a weird geometric shape black cap. It's not bad, but it's not like, oh my God, this is an architectural masterpiece. You know, it's nothing. It didn't arrest me like it does some people, but whatever. I think it's, it's, it'll look, it'll look blended in nicely on the vanity. Like it's, it looks, um, it looks elegant. It's simple and elegant. That's the best way to describe it. Um, it is pretty, but yeah, it'll just, it looks like it belongs on a vanity with like really nice pearl necklaces and like bracelets on one of those little things that's in the shape of a hand, you know, that's designed to hold rings and bracelets and necklaces. It looks like it needs to be next to one of those, but um, that one would have like expensive pearls on it. So that's what it looks like to me. Um, Let's talk, well, let's talk longevity. I think it lasts pretty good long time. It'll definitely take you through a work day. Um, and I think if you wanted to wear it after work, like going out to dinner, it would be up to your discretion if you wanted to reapply or touch it up. I did, um, cause it still smells, but I wanted to just kind of like give it some more oomph. Um, cause at that point it, it doesn't project and you can smell it, but it's like, um, it could be a little bit stronger. So I didn't touch up every single, uh, area when I went out with my sister. She was here this weekend. Um, but I, you know, I resprayed it in my decolletage area and like behind the ears just to give a little bit more oomph for the evening. Um, but that's really up to your discretion. Like, I think it would be fine if, fine if you preferred it, you know, as a skin scent for dinner, like you, it's still there. You can still smell it. It's just not going to project. I would say the projection lasts like an hour or two. Um, especially, and if you spray it on your decolletage, like I do, you will most definitely um, be able to smell it on and off throughout the day. Because on me, that's where it projects the most. So if I'm wearing a perfume that doesn't last very long, I'll spray like a shit ton on my decolletage because it will last there. It'll just project throughout the day. So um, I would say one to two hours. And then depending on where you spray it, you'll still get whiffs off and on throughout the day. So it's not, it's really not bad. It's pretty, pretty decent for, you know, uh, a perfume like, I'd say, I'd say it's, it's solid, solid performance, solid, uh, longevity and pretty solid projection. It's not a beast house or beast mode, but it's also not, you know, going to be gone after two to three hours. So solid middle of the road. So pricing. So retail, it comes in two sizes, uh, 
a 30 milliliter bottle or a 90 milliliter bottle that's one point one fluid ounce and three fluid ounces respectively. So the one fluid ounce is 80 bucks. The three fluid ounces is $132. Um, on FragranceNet, they do not have the Oantance version. They have the original Lieb. And on there with their coupon, which is like 35% off, they only have the three ounce spray. And with the coupon, it's $113.74. Otherwise, their price is $174.99, which is pretty high. Um, but again, with the coupon, it's cheaper than retail as always. I got mine. I have the three, the bigger of the two, the three uh, ounce bottles. And I got mine off of Mercari. So I mentioned in the past, I've sold a few of my perfume bottles that um, on Mercari that either I didn't like as well as the other bottles in my collection. So I, I've sold them... Um, off and on, you know, a couple months ago. And with the money that I got from some of those sales, I put towards this bottle. There was a girl selling this on Mercari. It was pretty much brand new. She only tested it out to see if she liked it better than the original Lieb, and she didn't. So I think she sprayed it a couple times and then sold it. Um, and her price was like 117 bucks. And then after I put the money that I ha had made in sales towards it, I think I only out of pocket I paid was $77, which is still not cheap, but you know, I basically got a brand new $132 bottle dollar bottle for 77 bucks from Mercari after doing all of that. So it was a good deal for me. I knew I wanted the bigger bottle because it's just so good. Like I'm smelling it now and it's just in the bottle. It does smell fruity. I can detect um, some of the fruitier notes and then on me, yeah, it's, it's, on me, I've sprayed it on a couple hours now, so the fruitiness has worn off, and it's just kind of the floral, but more the darker, like, the, um, the bottom notes now, and it just smells so, so good. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, I just, my final verdict, if you couldn't tell, I love this perfume. I think it's a, you know, I would say it's a good safe bet if you want to gift something to the perfume lover in your life and they don't have this and you're not sure what to get them. Like usually it's kind of dicey gifting perfume to somebody because it's so personal, but this is appealing enough. And again, I think that's what makes this, um, it's kind of generic smelling, but it is mass appealing. It's very pleasant. I think it's pretty safe blind buy if you really want to gift somebody this per a perfume, but you're not sure what to get. Um, you won't go wrong with this or even with the Lieb from what I remember, because the Lieb, like I said, the Lieb smells just like the Entente's version. It's just not as intense, which makes sense. So I think this would be a really great holiday gift for somebody. Um, if you, you know, if you, if you have a perfume lover and they don't have this bottle, um, this is something great that they would, that they would like. I think it's, I think it's a safe bet, a safe gift, a safe blind buy. If you're looking for something for yourself, and yeah, I can't say enough good things about it. I just smell, it's just that one of those perfumes, it's great as a signature scent. It's good to wear every day. It's good to wear in the evening. It's just one of those things where it's like, it just adds, like, it just smells like a grown, confident woman who was also sexy. Like, it's just, and it's, she's not, she's not none of those things because she's wearing this perfume. It's like who she is in her essence. And the perfume just captures that in her smell. So... I am very pleased with my bottle. I think it's gorgeous. Um, 
it's I think it's a bestseller. Like it's a really popular perfume for good reason. And yeah, I think you could do worse. So my recommendation is thumbs up for this perfume. And definitely if you want to buy blind buy it, I think it's pretty safe and it's a safe gift option as well. All right. Fragrance in the news. I've got three articles for you today. Uh, we're going to start off with a, with a hitter that heavy hitter that always gives me a laugh and another Ulta got robbed of perfume. I don't know why I get a kick out of these so much. And I don't know why it's always an Ulta. It's like, it's majority overwhelmingly Ulta. So I don't know if it's because like Ulta employees can't do anything about it when they see it happening. I'm sure that's gotta be what it is. Um, and it's not just Ulta, because I know when I worked at Victoria's Secret in college, it was the same thing. Like if we suspected somebody of shoplifting, we weren't allowed to like overtly say, hey, you're shoplifting. Um, I think we they said it was a safety issue. Like if we called someone out and then they like whipped a gun on us or something, you know, I guess that could be a liability for the company. So instead we would just have to like, just keep our eye on them and like offer them exceptional service. Like just really like get up their asshole basically with like following them around the store and offering, offering to serve them. So I'm assuming that's got to be the same store policy for Ulta and probably most retail stores. Unfortunately, it's like you can't do much to prevent shoplifting in your stores and that makes your store a target. So this is what happened. Um, this is a Florida this is a Florida story. Usually they're not in Florida. At least the ones that I have reviewed here have not been in Florida. So this is uh, a North Naples store is where this happened. And three men from Miami are accused of stealing. Uh, apparently they went into an Ulta Beauty store at Mercado and made off with about $15,000 worth of perfume, which included Chanel and Dior. I don't condone shoplifting, but I got to say, if you're going to shoplift, go big or go home. Don't shoplift. Don't steal an Escada perfume. Nothing wrong with Escada. But I mean, if if you're selling to re to stealing to resell on the black market, don't don't waste your time with Escada and like Juicy Couture. You know, go for the Chanel's and the Dior. Go for the big names. Even hell, even YSL. That would give you some good but some good um probably fetch you some good money on the black market. I don't know why I'm giving you tips. Don't do any of this, but I got to say, at least they went for like the good shit. However, they were found. They were pulled over by a Florida Highway Patrol trooper on I-75 near mile marker 88. And that's where they found the um, box of the perfume inside the car. And they also think that uh, these guys hit up Ultra Stores in Hillsborough County a few hours earlier. So that's Tampa. So basically they went down Tampa to Naples, that whole like Gulf Coast area, at least those two areas. So they are now in custody and they are facing a grand theft charge, but have since bonded out. And that was from winknews.com. As always, links to all of these riveting articles would be in the show notes in case you want to check it out for yourself. So the second one we have is uh, from gamesradar.com and it's called Smell Like Mario This Festive Season with this luxury game-themed perfume. So basically, I think 2020 was the mark the 35th year anniversary of like Mario on NES. I think like Super Mario. So 
the company has been doing things all throughout this year. The reason I know about it is because my husband has a Switch. He loves Mario Kart. He loves playing his Nintendo Switch. And he, um, you know, they've been like, whenever he logs on to like his Nintendo Switch and goes to like his home screen, you know, they're always pushing something to mark 35th anniversary. So they've got merch. They're coming out with a uh, Super Nintendo World, which is going to be part of Universal Studios. Apparently, um, the one in Japan, I think it's going to be in Japan, is going to be open in February of next year. Uh, but there are plans to open one in Singapore as well as Universal Studios in Hollywood and Orlando. So it looks really cool. So anyway, they're doing all sorts of stuff like that. So this is probably just like another cog in the wheel for this. So there's two, uh, two perfumes. One's called Eau de Plumber and one's called FPS, First Person Scent. They're 20 pounds each. So I don't know what that is in uh, dollars. You can look, do that currency conversion yourself. Fairly on the cheaper end, I would say. Um, they're currently out of stock, but um, they they the scents are as follows. So Eau de Plumber has deep toadstooly undertones with high tones of peach and daisy. And then FPS um, as like a slightly gum powdery tone and is a celebration of the nation's popular love of the SFPS games. So <clears throat> mushrooms, daisy, peach, and gum powder are what these two fragrances smell like. The bottle's cute. I mean, it's so the Eau de Plumber, the cap is like the, Mar the red Mario cap, and then it's got the mustache below it on the nozzle in gold. And then like the bottle is blue. Um, it says Eau de Plumber with a star behind it. It's cute. It's, it's kind of kitschy. Um, if, but it's, it's cute. If you have someone who loves Mario, <sighs> sorry, my throat is parched, but it's cute for somebody who loves Super Nintendo, who loves the Mario games. And they don't may, you know, even me likes perfume and loves all of those, but just to have something that's kind of different, it's kitschy, it's gimmicky, but you know what? It's, it's cute. It's cute for, again, if you have like a super fan in your life and they, you think they would appreciate those. So, oh my God, okay. I don't know what it is, but I get like in this bouts where I'm like paranoid that I didn't hit the record button. Excuse me. So I'm just like, oh my God, am I recording? Am I have to repeat myself? All right, so the last article is from fashionista.com, and this is uh, 27 Truly Delightful Ways to Gift Fragrance This Year. I'm interested to hear what they say because when, I mean, I think gifting fragrance, you either give your somebody a candle or buy them a bottle of perfume that you know they want or give them one of those sampler sets from Sephora. I don't know how to get creative. I don't know how they stretch this into 27 different ideas, but we're going to find out. So, 27 images. Let's go through this. I did not look at this beforehand, so we're going to discover this together. If this loads. Come on. Okay, yeah. First one is Aesop Rosu Eau de Parfum. Uh, is this site going to be terrible? Is this? Oh, I don't think you scroll. So, 27. Let's see. Hide info. Oh, show info. So that's it. It's $180. That's their first suggestion is this uh, Ruzo Eau de Parfum. It doesn't say, it doesn't even have like a description as to like what it's about, why they're suggesting it. 
let me go back to the intro paragraph and see if that gives me a idea. Oh, no, doesn't. Um, YSL Mon Petit Eau de Parfum Holiday Edition, which is a hundred bucks. Uh, Aesop is the 180. Dirty Fig from Heretic, that is 65 bucks. That's another. So they're just suggesting different perfumes that are might be like unique or some shit. I don't know. Um, so they this one's a candle set. It's Forever Mood Home for the Holidays candle duo set for 74 bucks. One fragrance is naughty nice. The other one is fine pine. We've got dead cool milk detergent, $32. Ooh. We've got Frederick Mall Cafe Society perfume gun and candle gift set for $290. What is up with the bottles of perfumes? I'm I'm looking at you, Machino. You guys are the worst offenders. That look that have like the this the nozzle, the same nozzle as like Windex, you know, or like a cleaning supply. I don't want to have a perfume that looks like a cleaning, that looks like a friggin' bottle of cleaning solution. I don't want to spray myself down in the same way I would spray down my shower walls. I don't understand, I don't understand what what the appeal is. Do people like this? Like, are people clamoring for these kind of nozzles? Because I think they're tacky. The Machino's got one that straight up looks like Windex. It's like the perfume. It's like a glass bottle with a little spray gun. And it's, a the perfume is blue. I don't know what it's called because it offends me so much. I hate it so much. I didn't even bother to look it up. And this one, and Frederick Mall, I expected more from Frederick Mall because this is a higher end perfume and it doesn't, the, the, spray gun nozzle makes it look so cheap. What is wrong with the just regular perfume atomizer? Just improve upon that. Don't try and do a whole, like fix something that isn't broken. You know, I don't know. I'm going off on a tangent. I think it's tacky, whatever. $290. Hell no either. All right. We got DS and Durga greatest hits volume one discovery set for 60 bucks. Oh, that's cute. We've got Diptyque Best of Bales, Best of Baez set for $135. That looks like a candle, some perfume, and some other bullshit. Um, we've got Harlem Candle Company Holiday Luxury Candle for $45. We've got the new Co Forest Lungs for $95. Oh, I think this is that's the the gimmick. That's the perfume company with the gimmick. It's like it's also. It's allegedly tested to improve your mood by like 99% or some shit. I don't know. And it's like echo. The perfume's recycled glass. I don't know. But it's like that whole type of gimmick. Um, following that, we've got Lenique Noir, Noir Eau de Parfum, $415. It would be awesome if they had a description of what these things smelled like. So I'm not going to look up all of these. Oh, after that, they got Chloe Rose Tangerine Eau de Toilette, $109. Lucky number candles number eleven cashmere thirty three bucks. Um, we have antique lacay uplift home fragrance for eighteen dollars. I'm getting served a trade desk ad right now. I'm getting so triggered. I use trade desk in my like day job, <laughs> and so it's like don't remind me of work. It's the holidays, damn it! I don't want to be reminded of work. All right, after that, ooh. I got Gucci Bloom Ambrosia Di Fiori, two-piece gift set for $112. Uh, 
We got Boy Smells by Ganny Park Life. It's a candle for $39. Uh, ooh, Maison Christian Dior Iconic Grease gift set, $320. And these are like the bougie Christian. This is like the Christian Dior's. They're like higher in line. So this looks like it's got full bottle perfume, perhaps a candle, and some body whipped body cream. And maybe and something else. I don't know. It looks looks good. I mean, bougie as hell, but uh, 300, I, we can't justify spending that much money, but uh, I don't know. I would, I would, that would be like on my wish list. I don't even know what that smells like, but like a gift set like that would be. All right, moving on. Supernal Cosmic Candle, 56 bucks. Maison Louis Marie, number four, Bois de Balancourt Luxury Perfume Gift Set, 410. And it looks like you got a candle, perfume, and maybe body wash or maybe a cologne or an eau de toilette. I don't know because this fashionista article, article doesn't list details. Uh, it just has links. So, I mean, I guess I could click on them, but we're not going to do that. All right, moving on. This is Byrito Tobacco Mandarin for $330. That sounds like it smells great. And this is an extrait de parfum. We got beef fragranced embellished eau de parfum royal ball for rollerball for $25. Oh, beef be fragranced. I've talked about them before. I still haven't reviewed anything from them. That's on my list too at some point. But that's a black owned company, I think. I think uh, it's owned by a uh, black woman. Let's see. Essence of me. Yeah. I think it's, uh, yeah, it's a black owned company. So that's cool. That's cool to see them getting some, some, uh, getting a pop. All right. Next up, we've got Shrine Stims Candle for 38 bucks. It has flowers on it. I don't know what it smells like, but it's probably, probably floral. After that, we've got Marc Jacobs Perfect Eau de Parfum for $96. We got, ooh, Maison Francis Kirk Dijon, the Fragrance Wardrobe 8 Peats Discovery Collection for him. $275. And that looks like there's a travel size sprays. Excuse me. We got 1988 Fragrance and Candle Company Unbothered Linen and Room Spray for 18 bucks. Ooh. Tom Ford Bitter Peach Eau de Parfum, $350. I did smell this though at Sephora and it smells really good. It's it smells like, but it's not like overly bitter, but it's like that it smells like a true peach and the bitter is more of like a tang, I think, if I remember correctly. I was thinking of like, for some reason, I think of bitter, I think of arsenic. I don't know why. Um, I think I read somewhere that it's got a bitter taste, maybe. I don't know. So I'm thinking it's going to smell like arsenic and peaches, which sounds kind of gross, but it actually smells really, really good. Um, I don't know the performance of it, um, but $350, I'm, I'm not going to find out either. After that, we've got Hive Luxury Fragrances Wonder Candle for $20. I think this is another Black-owned fragrance company. Let me see. Let me click through the link. I want to say Hive sounds very familiar. Yeah, I, I think it is. Let's see. About, yeah, a female Black-owned small business. Yeah, I've, I think I've talked about them, too, on my uh, Black 
Black History Month episode, unofficial episode, but I usually I usually like to do one episode during February that highlights some Black-owned fragrance companies. So I definitely talked about Hive before. Then we have the last one, YSL Mon Paris Eau de Parfum Holiday Edition for $100. So there you have it, our three articles for Fragrance in the News. Um, yeah, do you... Did any of these stick out to you? Do you want to smell like Mario? You want any of the the Nintendo games? Do you too, or Nintendo fragrances? Uh, do you too hate the nozzles that look like a cleaning spray gun? Um, let me know, because I need to know if I'm alone in this or if other people find it as offensive as I do. So I've been on my phone for like the past two minutes, just browsing Facebook, thinking that. I was waiting for my last segment to process so I can add it on Anchor, uh, not even realizing that it did. I named it, put it into my episode, and I went back to browsing on my phone because I'm a fucking idiot. Anyway, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Oh, I didn't even think about it. This is like the Christmas episode, and I guess I should have did a more Christmassy theme. I don't know. Anyway, um, I will I will be back here next week, though. We don't take breaks. Well, I'm not going to take a break this year because I'm staying home for Christmas and it's going to be great. Um, so anyway, I hope you guys have whatever you're doing. I hope you're having fun. Oh my God. I'm not even drunk. I'm just an idiot. Anyway, guys, have a Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Kwanzaa. What Festivus, whatever you're celebrating. I hope you're being safe. I hope you are having fun. But whatever you do, I hope you are smelling good. Bye. Pinot and Perfume is hosted and produced by yours truly, Sarah Chacon. Theme music is Around the Bend by Evan Schaefer.